Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 27, verses 32 through 44, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. As they went out, they found a man from Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. Cyrene is a region in northern Africa. This guy may have traveled to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover, a Jewish man probably. Verse 33, and when they came to the place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it. So gall is a bitter herb that sometimes is poisonous. Jesus tastes what they're offering him and doesn't drink it. I can't say this for certain, but you remember at the Lord's Supper in the upper room just last night on the timeline, a few Daily Dose podcasts ago, Jesus told his disciples that he would not drink of the fruit of the vine again until they drank it together in his father's kingdom. I wonder if Jesus didn't drink it because it had gall in it and was bitter and possibly poisonous, or I wonder if he didn't drink it because he tasted that it was wine and thought, I'm not drinking this until I drink it again with my followers in my father's kingdom, like I said last night. Or maybe none of the above, but just interesting to consider. Verse 35, And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there, and over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. So this crucifixion thing is a brutal form of execution that if you've been around Christianity, I'm sure you've heard details about it. The Romans did this in different ways, but oftentimes nails were used to hang somebody up on a cross from their arms or their hands. Sometimes nails were put through their feet, as we know happened with Jesus. And typically people who are crucified die from asphyxiation. They're hanging from their arms. And over time, the only way they can get a breath is to push up so that their lungs can fill with air. But after a while, they're back along a rugged cross or if their feet have nails in it, the pain of pushing up on your feet, your body becomes fatigued and then you just can't breathe and you die of asphyxiation. That is if you haven't died beforehand due to the other trauma caused by the crucifixion. Sometimes people who were crucified hung there for days. And this wasn't just a brutal form of physical torture, but it was a message sent by the Romans to the rest of the citizens. Guys, don't screw around with us because you don't want to end up up here. It was quite a deterrent to would-be robbers, insurrectionists, other criminals. When it says that they cast lots for his garments after they crucified him, this is very much in line with what was prophesied in Psalm chapter 22 in the Old Testament. That's a, that's a remarkable psalm written centuries and centuries before this happened, which predicts specific things about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. We actually did a couple podcasts on that, on the Daily Dose. You can catch them in episodes 184 and 185 on this podcast. Psalm 22 part 1 and part 2. Verse 38. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. That specific reference to wagging their heads, in other words, they're mocking him and talking trash to him. This is a direct quote, again, from Psalm 22. God, through Matthew, is trying to show the Jewish people, his primary audience, this is the one who was written about in Psalm 22, which they would have been familiar with. This is the Messiah. This is the one who was to come. Pay attention to him and don't miss what is happening here. That quote in verse 40, you who would 
destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. You remember a few episodes ago, that was the twisted words that Jesus was accused of saying. He never said he would destroy the temple. He said, if my temple is destroyed, I will rebuild it. His temple, of course, being him, his body. And little do these people know that he will rebuild it. Just hang on for a couple days, right? They go on. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests and the scribes and elders mocked him saying, he saved others. He cannot save himself. This is very interesting. They acknowledged that he saved others. They acknowledged that the miracles he did actually happened. He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he desires him. For he said, I am the son of God. So they're just mocking him. They're pulling out all the stops. What's interesting, if you go back to Matthew 4, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, which again, we did a Daily Dose podcast about, you remember one of the temptations that Satan put upon Jesus was to throw himself off the pinnacle, the steeple of a building, because certainly God would discharge his angels who would come and save him. These Jewish leaders are basically tempting Jesus with the same kind of temptation or the same kind of allegation or suggestion that Satan himself was tempting him with. If you're God, come on down there. You can save yourself. Good job, Jewish leaders. You sound a lot like Satan. Congrats. Verse 44, and the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. What we know from other texts is one of them actually reviled him and the other one actually repented. That's not specified here in Matthew, but what Matthew says doesn't contradict what we know later. Again, it's just another nuance or detail that fills in some of the gaps of the story. Back to these Jewish leaders challenging Jesus to save himself, or that if God desires Christ, then God should deliver him now. These guys have no clue what's about to go down. It would be far too ordinary for God to save Jesus from the cross at this point. Aside from the fact that redemptive history requires him to die, to pay the penalty for sin. It's like God's going, no guys, I'm not saving him from the cross right now. I'm going to let him get dead. Like dead, dead. And then I'm going to bring him back. Saving him from the cross right now, that's too easy. That's small potatoes. You wait to see what I'm going to do. Despite the graphic and gut-wrenching depictions of Jesus' crucifixion, we can expect that the worst part of all this had nothing to do with his physical pain. Because the sin of the world had been placed on Jesus, this perfect son of God. He became sin who knew no sin. And as a result of that, he had to be rejected by his father. The spiritual pain and torment that Jesus went through to carry out this sentence so that we could put our faith in him, receive his righteousness, and be reconciled to our creator. The spiritual aspect of this makes the physical aspect of it pale in comparison. The mechanical and the physiological aspects of the crucifixion get a lot of our attention, and they should. It's remarkable. But the fact that Jesus would subject himself not just to this, but to separation from his father, the one who he has been in communion with in the Trinity since before the beginning, that is staggering to consider. Lord, thank you for going to the cross. Thank you for subjecting yourself to this. Help us to live lives that are increasingly bold and inspired and driven and centered on the truth of who you are and what you've done for us so that others may come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and their Lord. Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.